This is the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. I am your host, Benjamin Wargle, the Wisconsin football and men's basketball beat writer for the Rivals.com network. And we have football to talk about. Finally, the Big Ten has come to its senses and will have a fall football slate, or at least they'll attempt to. Here, starting the weekend of October 24th, Wisconsin football will open against Illinois in just under a month. We're going to hear from head coach Paul Chris, who addressed the media earlier this week. I'll play that entire session with you to kind of get some feedback from Chris on some interesting updates that came up here over the course of the last 72 hours or so with Reggie Pearson, not on Wisconsin's roster for the upcoming season. John Dietzen back on the roster after not playing last season. And a couple of minor position changes here and there. But, you know, the big news, obviously, Wisconsin football is back. Big Ten football is back. This news came down, oh, about a week and a half ago or so uh, after we had recorded our podcast. And uh, Barry Alvarez came out with a statement thanking student athletes, coaches, support staff, and fans of Big Ten football, specifically Badger football, that for return in October. That's the only fall sport that will return this upcoming season. Men's uh, and women's soccer, volleyball, et cetera, et cetera, will have to wait until the spring. And the big thing was, according to Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez, the testing and the tracing capabilities increase significantly and the Big Ten learned a lot to give the league confidence that they can put the health and well-being of their student athletes and staff first and foremost. The other thing too is that they're being raked over the coals by everyone and their mothers about their decision to cancel the season so early. Maybe that had a small part of it. We'll never know fully. But the Big Ten is back and Wisconsin has their schedule Pretty much the same schedule as we saw earlier, just an eight-game schedule in the Big Ten. Wisconsin loses Maryland for now. I'll explain that in a second. But Wisconsin opens against Illinois. Should be a win for the Badgers, although they lost last year at Illinois. At Nebraska, Week 2 will be an interesting Big Ten West cross, uh, Big Ten West game. Purdue at home. At Michigan's probably Wisconsin's toughest opponent on this slate, and then they go at Northwestern, which is always a tricky place to play. Minnesota at home, Indiana at home, that's December 5th. At Iowa, December 12th, to close the regular season, that will be interesting to see what the weather will be like in Iowa City at that late time of year. And then the Big Ten Champions Week, which will pit the finishers of the division, one through seven of the West, against division one one through seven of the East. So Wisconsin will play somebody December 19th, hopefully in the Big Ten championship game. That remains to be seen. And then on December 20th, we will find out the selection of the four-team college football playoff. And head coach Paul Chris says that he believes a team from the Big Ten or two could make that top uh, four of the college football playoff, that by the time you play eight, nine games, you pretty much know who the best teams are. Now, the key is, will Wisconsin be able to play eight or nine games? You look at some of the other leagues that have started to play, the ACC, Notre Dame, and other smaller conferences have had to postpone games because of COVID outbreaks. Now, that's one of the advantages that the ACC and Notre Dame had of starting earlier is that there's room for them to reschedule games. The Big Ten is trying to fit eight games, nine games really, in a nine-week span with no bye week, so there's going to be no room for error should an outbreak happen. That's why head coach Paul Christ here, as you'll hear in a couple minutes, 
is really preaching about having his players opt in to this season as opposed to opting out. That if you opt in, you need to take precautions. You need to create your own bubble and you need to be smart about the COVID-19 coronavirus that is still wreaking havoc in the state of Wisconsin. You look at the roster that was released. Some interesting nuggets that appeared here uh, for the University of Wisconsin. First is Reggie Pearson not being listed. That's probably one of the biggest surprises. Pearson was not clear to play, although Chris did not get into specifics as to what exactly happened. Barry Alvarez said someone had a sickle cell sickness come up and decided to opt out of the upcoming season. Uh, he declined to say who that player was, but it doesn't sound like it's Reggie Pearson. Reggie Pearson's dad tweeted out that, for the record, Reggie Pearson is fine and feeling better than ever and returned to the field in due time. Thank you for all your concerns and love, God over everything, with the heart emoji. Now, Wisconsin isn't exactly lacking in depth on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, even though Pearson, a redshirt sophomore, started along Eric Burrell last season and was fourth on the team with 60 tackles, but Scott Nelson is slated to be back and healthy after a knee injury cost him pretty much his entire 2019 season. And Wisconsin will have some more younger players that can fit in that spot, and they're really deep that corner. So not a huge loss per se, but certainly have a player of Reggie Pearson's capabilities not be able to play this year and doesn't sound like he's very happy about it isn't exactly a great thing for Wisconsin. The other big news is that John Dietzen is back in the fold. Dietzen, uh, 6'6", last appeared for the Badgers during the 2018 season finale in the Pinstripe Bowl just under 640 days ago. And according to Paul Chris, you know, Dietzen, who can also play guard and tackle, said that he probably benefited the most in many ways from the prolonged off uh, period. Uh, trained, but he hasn't played in a while. The pinstripe bowl obviously was his last game. It's been fun to see him truly healthy as he's ever been. He's a talented football player, and through all the training he's done, he's felt better than he's ever felt before. End quote. Now, Dietz in 32 games and appeared in 35 contests for the Badgers. This could be interesting because, like I said, he can play guard, and Wisconsin has to replace its entire interior starting Offensive line, both guards and the center spot with Tyler Biotish declaring early for the NFL draft and being selected by the Dallas Cowboys and playing a little bit here and there. But those are kind of the two big updates. And you have to look at also the safety spot, not just Scott Nelson back, but you know, Colin Wilder are going to be in the mix there as well. And we won't really know much about how Wisconsin's lining up because fall camp, understandably, is going to be closed to the media, but what we have seen with the players not being listed, in addition to Reggie Pearson, Emmett Perry, and Cade Green, a couple of wide receivers who've been often injured and not on the roster, not a surprise uh, to see that they possibly have moved on or are opting out of this upcoming season just with the injury plays that they've had. And Jalen Franklin, who was thought to be competing for a starting job at outside linebacker, is now listed as a tight end. For Wisconsin, And you look at that position that the Badgers have outside Jake Ferguson, there's not a whole lot of depth at that position. You look outside Jake Ferguson, you have Jake Eschenbach, the sophomore who might be the number two tight end heading into this fall camp. Gabe Lloyd, a senior who's been injured quite a bit. Cole Dakovich and Cam Large are the two incoming freshmen in the 2020 class. Dakovich kind of split time and probably will be a more developmental player 
Large maybe could have a chance to play early in some aspect. Uh, Clay Cundiff and Hayden Rucci, two redshirt freshmen who played uh, very little last year, if at all. And that's it. So the drop-off after Ferguson is pretty severe. So you have a guy in Jalen Franklin who played quite a bit last year for the Badgers in different situations, uh, even had a sack last year on the defensive side of the ball. That could be a, a sneaky impact position for Wisconsin. And to learn more about all these spots, you know, be sure to log on to BadgerBlitz.com over the next couple weeks as we do position previews of each spot. We already have the quarterbacks up and the running back fullback is also up today. Plenty to read about in those two positions and then tight ends, wide receivers, and everyone else coming up here down the line. And, you know, time is ticking away here. We're just a month away from the opener, and so plenty to get to with head coach Paul Chris, who addressed the media earlier this week in the uh, anticipation of fall camp. But before we get to Paul Chris, we need to mention our sponsor of MyBookie. And the winning season has returned and my bookie, which means doubling your first deposit, means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers you can find at my bookie. Winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. And this will be plenty to bet on with Wisconsin. Wisconsin will be heavy favorites in a lot of these games this year. And if you want to get in on the action, use the promo code OVERTIME, and they'll double your first deposit. New players give up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet on. So bet with the best this NFL season. Bet on the Packers on Sunday Night Football. They're a three-point dog. Take the points. Get the Packers. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. And for this month only, it's just a couple days left, OVERTIME is giving away $500 cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer Take a deposit, make a deposit, take a screen grab of your bookie account and email it to overtime at advertisecast.com. That's overtime at advertisecast.com. $500 given away at the end of this month. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Winning season starts for Wisconsin September 24th, hopefully, at Camp Randall Stadium, an empty Camp Randall Stadium when Wisconsin plays Illinois. Fall camp is going to start here for the Badgers this week. Head coach Paul Chris addressed the media earlier this week. Here are the highlights from that conversation. It's been great being with our players. You know, we had the, the, the pause and, and workouts, and, you know, we're starting to get more guys back each day. But um, it, it's fun and, and appreciate what they're doing and, and getting ready for a season. And uh, I don't know if I've really had a chance to, to be on with everyone and, we're excited about that opportunity and and obviously know there's a lot of things that, um, you know, this year will be different in, in many ways and, and kind of the day-to-day and the, the protocols and, and what we need to do. But, you know, we've been given an opportunity and it's our chance to, to take full advantage of this opportunity. And, um, you know, I like the leadership of this team, and but every, every, every person in the programs, um, you got to do their part to, that, that we can uh, all, one, stay healthy and um, and then, you know, take advantage of the times that we get to work and prepare so we're, we're ready for the, the opportunities that the, the games will bring. But it's uh, it's been fun to be around the guys and and, um, and get going and pointing t- towards the season, certainly. 
Yeah, Paul, um, obviously the roster was released today, and we saw that John Dietzen's back, Reggie Pearson's not on the roster. Can you address uh, the factors behind both of those moves? Yeah, um, you know, with um, with John, he was uh, really both of them. You know, it's kind of an interesting uh, string of events that have happened. And, and, and John, um, last fall, was starting to feel uh, more and more healthy and, and was actually uh, going and working out. So this has been kind of in a, a year in the works as far as, you know, if he's healthy, he might be able to play again. And, um, and, and certainly took a lot of time and, and, uh, in the spring. And then even when, you know, we were gone, you know, still were able to kind of through the, have him check in with the, the trainers and, and whatnot. And, and so, um, you know, we're able to kind of get him, uh, back on and, and take advantage of a sixth year. And, and then, uh, Reggie's was was actually um, you know in the off season uh, found something that um, was a concern and um, and so this you know for this year wasn't cleared to play you know but it's um, and that's why he's not on the roster right now because he wouldn't be cleared for the for the season but uh, you know Reggie's back he's in school and um, you know still want him. A, around and whatnot, but that, that's really kind of what happened with those two. Hey, Paul, um, you mentioned the, the challenges and the changes that are going to be inherent to this year. What kind of advice are you giving players about just how to go about their daily lives, knowing that, you know, it's you guys are going to be tested as a team, but the people outside and the people that are around them, you know, away from the facility might not have that same, you know, protocol. Yeah, and I think that's the – you know, that's the, that's the big message. That's the point, right? That, uh, first of all, you know, we're testing daily and that's really, it's not a vaccine, right? That's the first thing you understand is that it just means that you don't have it and you're not putting anyone at risk, you know, inside, um, you know, on the practice field or, or, or whatnot in the facility that day. Um, and then it's, it's, you have to you have to create your own bubble and and certainly you know the way classes are you know most if not all the kids classes are online and you just have to know who you're who you're surrounding yourselves with and um and i think that's the the ultimate test and and, you know we've talked all along that you you heard a lot about you know you could players could opt out and and we kind of flipped it and we just talked about you know you got a chance to opt in if you want to opt in these are the these are the things that you're going to have to do and um you know if you want to play you have to stay healthy and and i think it's important that you know we've had we've had some players get it and just because bless you just because they've gone, it doesn't mean that they don't care about the team. You know, it's people are getting in a lot of different ways. I think we've had some that if they would do it over again, you know, maybe they invited someone into their bubble or, you know, something came in and, and that's how they got it. Um, others, 
you know, you may not know how you got it, right? That I think that you probably find that throughout the country, but it's um, you just have to do all that you can, and and I think this is the one time that we're truly asking them to be selfish, and I think they've got to express that to the you know the ones they love and you know family members and whatnot, and and um, certainly the roommates, a lot of them room together, and so they kind of are in the same situation but that's the, that's going to be the uh the battle all year long and yet it's also an opportunity right and and um each guy's gotta truly do their best thank you very much thanks for doing this i just wanted to first clarify with reggie you said he wasn't medically cleared i just wanted to make sure he there is a possibility he could be back at a later date and also i was just wondering with quarantine players who haven't necessarily tested positive but maybe if come into contact with players who have so or other people who have so they're quarantined is there anything that they can do to can they go to the work can they go to a weight room by themselves to work out is there anything they can do to kind of participate in football activities to a certain extent or are they just kind of stuck in their dorm room stuck in their apartment or whatever during that time yeah i'll first answer you know with reggie um you know not cleared for participation and, and obviously something would have to change for him to be cleared. As far as the quarantine, it's pretty much been your, you know, your way from people. And um, you know, the whole thought process, right, is that you don't know if you have it or don't, right? And so you don't want to be one to, uh, to pass it along to someone else. And so um, they haven't been able to do the protocols and whatnot. They haven't been able to do it a ton, and that's why you know, in all of this, you know, you've got your certain days where they're out, but then you, you, you also need to build in another set of days to kind of get them back into uh, shape and going. They, they can do things in their apartment or the dorm room, but it's um, that's been that's been tough for the for the individuals, right? And I think that's where the you know when you get that daily testing, that at least takes that that part of the equation out, right? That that you're not you're not having a quarantine because you were next to another player and he ended up getting it. So now who, contact Tracy. You guys know. I think everyone now knows how that all works. But it's uh, yeah. I think that's been frustrating. We've had guys that have been. We've had a number of guys that have been quarantined three times this this summer. So that's you're talking 42 days. You know. So that that's where I think the the big change really for a lot of this has been, you know, when, when the, the daily testing uh, became available to us, it, I think it, it, it changed really the, the possibility of doing what we can do, especially in a contact sport. Hey, Paul, just a couple questions. First, you know, what have you learned uh, about that daily testing just here in the last few weeks that gives you such confidence or, or has increased your confidence? Because, as you, as you know, we've seen postponements around the country for leagues that don't have that currently in place. Yeah, I think, Adam, that the, the big thing is that, um, it, it, from my understanding, is you know, it's going to give you the best chance to have kind of that clean field. You know, so that you don't have that. Uh, you're not hoping. Boy, I hope it's it's good. Remember the earlier conversations where 
what if someone got it a game and then they, they test later someone tests positive and are they going to have to go to the film and see who did they come in contact with right all of that 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 the way I'm understanding it is when you're on the field it's, it's a clean field you know everyone on the field is is not shedding the virus you can't pass it along and therefore um i think it gives a a clarity and a certainty to that day and that event you know and it's the same with practice and you know we're still trying to do all we can when we're not on the field to to try to minimize and and, and mitigate um but i think it gives you a chance to kind of play the sport that we're used to in the way that you know it's a contact sport right and you're going to be next to people and 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 so i think it gives you a chance to know that you're doing it um as safe as possibly as far as you know kind of transmission of of a virus and 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 obviously as everyone knows on this there's there's another set of inherent risk when playing football but you know i think that's that's what the daily testing i think gave myself and really many that you know as we talked it gave you kind of that clarity of you know that was a big hang up early right was you know each each state or or local how were they, how were they going to define contact tracing you, you know and so i think it it um it, it kind of took all that gray out of it and, and so it's um you either test positive and you have it and you're not practicing or you're not playing in the game or you're to negative tests and, and you're not a risk to others um coach is there maybe a more of a sense of urgency for this fall camp because everything's been so limited it's hard for me to most every time you every preseason there's a sense of urgency right i think there's a um there's a certainly a when something is the postponements and whatnot you know there's a a sense of, I'll say it's um, you can't take it for granted, right? So when you get it, given back, there's an appreciation and and uh, you know I think our guys have always done a good job of kind of enjoying the opportunity to play, but I think you know they've always been urgent. You know I mean I've never seen them start a preseason practice or, or a camp where they're it didn't feel like there was some urgency. So I don't know if it's that, but there certainly is, you know, anything that's taken away from you, you sure as heck, you know, you don't want them ever to take it for granted, but this is a year where you, you certainly wouldn't, you know, you couldn't take it for granted, right? Because it was, you thought you were getting ready. And, you know, we thought that even with just missing spring ball, like, boy, it's been a long time, can't wait to play again. And so I think that um, urgency, I think they've always had that but I think there is a a gratitude to you know being able to play all right hey coach I was wondering if you could just talk about the move from uh, Jalen from outside linebacker uh to tight end as you know he was kind of considered one of your top up and comers on the defensive side of the ball last season yeah I, you know I think um Jalen's a guy that when we initially recruited him it was to to play tight end and um and I think just kind of where he's at and, um, you know, I think he's – what I like about Jalen is I think he can he can play either one, 
and, and be good at it. And yet I think when you looked at our roster and particularly the, the tight end spot, I think he can give that group uh, something that um, a different dimension that we don't necessarily have. And, and so that, that was the thought behind the move. And, and I appreciate Jalen's uh, willingness and kind of jumping right into it. And, um, and it's been fun to see him kind of changing gears that way. But, you know, that, that was one of the reasons why I was ex- excited about uh, when we were recruiting and, and we got Jalen here is I think that he, he's got a number of different – his skill set and his body type and, and whatnot – lends him to be able to play a uh, number of positions. And I think that uh, he's got a chance to uh, maybe impact the, the tight end position um, and, and not necessarily fill a void. You know, I like the group that we have at tight end, but be a little bit different uh, for us and kind of complement that group. So that's where I'm excited about that move. I two questions. First, first one is just throughout uh, the course of the last six, seven weeks and all the uncertainty, uh, what was the communication like with you and Coach Alvarez as far as, you know, he obviously had a, a big impact and everything being pushed through and, and getting the season on board. How helpful, I guess, was that for you to, to, to kind of be in the loop, uh, probably more than some of your peers? And second question, just in light of uh, Florida State right now, we see Coach Norvell uh, having tested positive and, and missing the game this week. Uh, what, what's kind of the plan um, in place for Wisconsin if, you know, God forbid, something similar happened to you and, you weren't able to be there uh, for, for, for 10 days or so. Yeah, um, you know, Coach, Coach Alvarez, uh, you know, I've always been fortunate to uh, the communication we've had and, and certainly was no different, um, you know, the last six, seven weeks or throughout it. You know, we've always, uh, you know, we've always been able to communicate and had a clear understanding of what was going on and, and um, and you're right. He he was uh, he was awesome during this process, and I think um, had a, had a big hand in a lot of things that, that enabled us to get back. And and I give credit to you know I think there's a lot of work that was done by the you know athletic directors and and um, and certainly you know the communication between the athletic directors and the. Uh, presidents and chancellors, uh, the, you know, a lot of people uh, worked and, you know, the doctors uh, to give us this opportunity. Um, but, you know, I've always been fortunate in the conversations and the communication with Coach Alvarez. And then, you know, as far as uh, plans, you know, I think right, all of us, you know, we've got, we've got them and, 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 uh, you hope you never have them, but I think you always have to make sure you cover everything. And, and um, you know, we've got some. We've talked about them. You know, I think you still you're still trying to see if that's you know just because we have them today. I don't know that that's what would happen two weeks or three weeks from now, right? You, you keep looking at it, and I think as we continue to, you know, we had a, a discussion. It was two days ago, right? If this happened, and it was a little bit different than what we talked about I think it was probably three weeks ago we had a another kind of serious talk about it so I think you just you keep trying to figure it out and and kind of see what you need but I think you you have to have uh, a a plan for everything. Hey coach um, with 
the Big Ten having less games this season, do you think that a Big Ten team still has the same opportunity to make the college football playoff? Yeah, I would think so. You know, I mean, I'd, um, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that, but, you know, we'll, we'll get nine games in, and um, I think that'd be, you know, I don't know what the other conferences are playing, but it's, um, you know, you play a season, you play that many games, you're going to know who the good teams are, I think. Yeah, Paul, kind of a follow-up on, on Dietzen. Um, you've had guys try to come back from injuries, time off and that. How close is he to being in football shape? And if he's healthy, if he's good, what kind of player can he give you in whatever role he takes on? Yeah, um, you know, the more time we've had is probably the one, Dietzen is probably the one that's probably benefited from it in in many ways. And, and certainly, um, you know, he hasn't played. He's trained, in the, but he hasn't played for a while. It was pinstripe bowl, you know, was his last game. And, um, and I think that'll be the kind of one of the questions that, you know, the next each week will bring, right? And, and um, what's been exciting for me just because, you know, we had a lot of conversations when he was kind of the end of that year. And, 